That movie sucked. I kind of liked it. Movie Night Crew Network. My name's Christina, and when my cats are mad at me, I snuggle them. Hi. Hi. Hi, My name's Leela, and I pooped on the potty like a big girl today. Hi. Hi. Hi, I'm Mutz, and I'm just happy to be here. Hi. Hi. (laughs) That was not what I was... Improv! Woo! <laughs> hey gang, welcome to the restricted section. It is me, your host, Christina. And in, for those who couldn't can't tell already, today we're covering the mu- the off-Broadway play Puffs. I almost said the musical. There's no music. I keep thinking it's a musical too, even, even <laughs> though I've seen it. <laughs> I am joined today by my beloved Leela. Hi! Hello, hello. Hello. And we also have a returning special guest, Mots. Hi. Hi, Hi Mots. We're so happy you're here. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. The reason that all three of us are here today is because we are all three puffs. Woo! <laughs> We're number four. <laughs> um. So yes, I wanted to get all of us together to talk about the play Puffs. Um. I was taking notes at first. But, like, I quickly realized that it was kind of a futile endeavor. Like, while I was watching it, I was like, there's no way I can type everything that's happening. Because this move, uh, this uh, play is essentially the entire series of events of the entire Harry Potter series from the Hufflepuff's perspective. Um, but it's like a, a parody. So the four houses are Braves, Smarts, Snakes, and Puffs. <laughs> and um yeah it's just what are the hufflepuffs doing there's this like guy named wayne who's like (laughs) the main character and he's just like so deeply unspecial and like (laughs) they're just having a great time and fucking harry's just like flopping around getting getting plot done you know (laughs) just like completely by accident as well just like stumbling into six (laughs) (laughs) so mots the reason that this play was even on my radar is because you've mentioned it a lot do you want to tell everyone a little bit about like when did you see it where did you hear about it from what's your experience been oh wow um yeah so i first um i don't know when the first time i ever heard about it was but the like the first time i like really like decided that i want to watch it was when mike schubert uh, host of Potterless, uh, decided to cover it on his podcast, like, oh, earlier, was it earlier this year, or, like, late 2020, like, something yeah, like that. Yeah, because he's covering, um, he ran out of books, he's covering all yeah. of the extra material. I know he's on, um, he's been doing My Immortal recently, yeah. too. Yeah, <laughs> oh, just wonderful, just a horrible, <laughs> wonderful, yeah. And Horrible <laughs> wonderful is exactly how I would describe it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I watched it and it was just wonderful. It blew my mind uh, and just in the most wonderful, wholesome way possible. And yeah, my life is so much better because of because of this play. And 
Yeah. I'm so happy Me too. So, um, Leela and I, I think, both watched it for the first time this week. And um, Leela, what what was your, like, initial, what are your initial feelings? So, um, I was fortunate enough to watch it with Haley, and um, Haley's, like, a great person to watch anything with, because she's so smart and funny. Um, And so, you know, she gave me a lot of great insight for it today. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But um, I watched it with Haley and Jason, who are both strong Ravenclaws. Um, yeah, and they were just like both looking at me like knowingly the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I felt the same way. I watched it with Sean, who's a, like a Slytherin, and the whole time I just was, I was, <laughs> I kept like realizing that I was like <laughs> cheesing, laughing so hard, and like looking back to make sure he was having fun too. And yeah. I'm like, I feel like such a buff right now. <laughs> It's such a puff move. I feel like immediately after that, I did something super puffy, too. I mean, that's just my whole life. You know, we just care more, a little bit more about, like, just just hanging out and, like, <laughs> friendship and not being a threat. Um, yeah. Yeah. Puff formation four. <laughs> we are, we are not, not a threat. threat. Please, Please be our friend. Our friend. <laughs> oh, it's just, yeah. Oh, I I just relate to it so much. So there was one character. I'm just going to get this out of the way. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there was one character in Puffs that I particularly related to. And I was I had this feeling. And then Sean was like, that girl is you. And then Haley also texted me <laughs> that that girl is me. And it's big, stupid Leanne. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it. She's she is um what is the name of that girl from Wizards of Waverly Place? Do you know who I'm Oh my god, about? yes, Harper. Harper. She's Why like, do I know that? Like, <laughs> just like a big adorable idiot. Like <laughs> And I'm like, okay. She's like wearing a tutu and dancing around the stage and I I was like, ah, oh, it's kind of annoying that she reminds me of myself until the end. She gives like the the speech that moves all the puffs to like stay and fight Voldemort. And then I was like, I, I am Leanne. <laughs> you are. And even like down to the way she was dressed and even her hairstyle. Like everything, yeah. ab- everything about her. And then, and then, I mean, and Haley, like for sure would not stop talking about that. She was just like, I mean, tell me that's not Christina. I mean, tell me that's not Christina. And that's my best Haley impression. Oh, <laughs> Sorry, Haley. Incredible. You're doing great. Um, And then, and then she was like, guys, tell me that. What's the main character's name? What's his name again? Wayne. Wayne. She's yeah. like, tell me that Wayne doesn't look like kind of a lot like Sean. And I was like, oh, oh my no, god, he does. does. They're both he there. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, okay. Mots, which character in Puffs do you like most relate to? Oh, um, I'm probably going to have to say Wayne for that one. The like pop culture obsessed oh yeah yeah he had like good t- t-shirts he had like yes. teenage mutant ninja uh, turtles and like something else they were so cute i loved that his t-shirts he would always do like um some kind of like diy little like cutout that <laughs> yeah. made it somehow puffy <laughs> this is one of my notes as well as wayne's shirts are my absolute favorite thing <laughs> like what are the specific examples mots if you can remember oh uh yeah one of them is uh wolverine but it's uh like tape like a, a badger, badger head, head. <laughs> yeah and then, and uh 
Uh, yeah, and another is I think I think it's Bill and Ted's excellent of, or yeah, but it's uh, Wayne Oliver and uh, Megan. Megan, yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> uh, so cute! It's just it's great. <laughs> um, Alila, who do you relate the most to? Um, I don't know. Um, I I just like I, I related kind of to all of them as a group. Um, yeah, I feel like. I feel like I'm a, I'm maybe more Megan. I'm not like as edgy or cool as her in any way. <laughs> a little dramatic though. But I am v dramatic as we all know. <laughs> Megan was so dramatic. Megan was like, "We're fighting," and everyone's like, "What? We don't have to." <laughs> um, maybe not though. She's like a little scarier than me. Maybe I would also be just yeah. like a just like a diet version of uh, Leanne. <laughs> Leanne, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I did really love like the pack mentality of of the puffs. It's like we're in this together. Okay, I I just I related to it so big. Like they don't they don't care about winning because they're together. And like that is like the most like I've never related to anything more in my life. <laughs> Me too. I um like growing up, I grew up in a sports family. So, um I know. So, and I mean, very, uh, very talented. Like they've all played in college or some like high level in high school all throughout their lives and like multiple sports, so many sport things. And, Ugh. um, I never won sport for me, not one. Um, and it was all about theater and drama and chorus and things like that. Oh, just the most and, tough yeah. thing ever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then just like the, the idea, and I think the reason I never, other than like, you know, I'm lazy and don't want to exert myself and have no hand-eye coordination. <laughs> um, other than that, the main reason I never was interested is like, I just really don't care for that type of competition. It just doesn't do anything for me. I feel, I yeah. find it, I feel like it can just like be a little mean, you know? <laughs> I know. Yeah. Yeah, um, I um I completely agree. I totally it's like, like the yelling, like <laughs> being at a sporting event and like the yelling, so aggressive. And it's like, please, like please, you're ma- you're you're making. Okay, here's the thing: when people yell because of sports, they make my empathy alarms go off. I'm like, oh no, human in distress. But it's about like a very inconsequential thing that is like so far removed from our existence that I'm like. But wait, my brain says this is stupid. <laughs> I don't like the intersection of those two things. Yeah, I get it. I think it's just like I, I think co- people focus too much on competition instead of like the experience of just like just the experience, the experience, just having yeah, the fun. Experience yeah. of the, yes. Exactly. So it's like we're number three or even maybe we're number four. Like either way, we don't <laughs> care. Fine. Like we're we're it's fun. We're doing it together. Like Cedric's here. For a little while. Hell yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Speaking of, oh. how did we feel about um, Cedric, you know, the actor that portrayed him, and then his whole little arc that happened? Okay, I, I the, when you said Cedric, I started laughing because the character who, the actor who plays Cedric then later plays Voldemort, yes! and like, he looks so ridiculous in that role that I have a hard time picturing Cedric now because all I can picture is like the bathrobe and the tape on his nose. He just has tape on his nose. Like. <laughs> it's the best they could do. Oh, uh, it's, it, yeah, it's great. And like, honestly, I love, uh, 
James Foley as uh, Cedric, and I like whenever I'm reading the books now, like that's who I'm picturing as uh, as oh, Cedric. Yeah. Awesome. yeah, he definitely. Um, his whole personality screams coolest Hufflepuff. I you know. know what I mean? It's like it's like yeah, I guess you're cool, but like, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like. The, just like they say, what do they say? Year four. Or the year where the puffs mattered. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um. Yep. It's so true. But um, I like he's a much more personable and um, like kind of like, yeah, like cool guy kind of Cedric. Um, yes. Not that we, we hate on um, Robert Pattinson's portrayal or at, different, portrayal different at all. Vibe. Yeah. Yeah. I, so, okay. We, I, we said that I... I I'm similar to Leanne. That's more of like an aesthetic. She's big dumb in a way that I'm not, right? right? And I feel like if I was in the puffs, I would I would have more of a Cedric role because I'm I'm a little bit of a leader. Oh. I build other people up. I'm like, come on, let's go. We're gonna get fourth place. <laughs> I'm not in any way a leader. <laughs> I just thought about the part when Cedric opens up the egg. <laughs> it's just a guy screaming. <laughs> Oh man, it's so good. I think I almost wet my pants. So like listeners, like <laughs> the part in the books and in the movies when they open up the egg for the um Triwizard tournament and like he before, when it's not underwater, it's it's like a a, a very terrifying scr- like scream. But <laughs> like a like a screech, like a bird screech. Yeah, and it's like, oh make it stop it <laughs> and the play it's um it's literally just like a dude off stage, like probably Wayne or one of them just like going like Oh, yeah. Honestly, this whole play had me dying laughing, (laughs) laughing from okay, from the like hilarious references like that to the to the original text. Like, there's no the plot. The plot that the puffs go down is like a totally different path from like what Harry Potter and the gang are doing. But like all of the asides, like like at the end of um, like in Goblet of Fire, their book four in in puffs, where Dumbledore's like, Harry, did you put your name in this cup? And Harry's like, Nah. And Dumbledore's like, I'm the definition of calm right now. <laughs> You can't not mention it. It's like um for the Harry Potter fandom that moment is like um Viggo Mortensen breaking his toe. Yes. Like by law you're required <laughs> to mention it when it comes up. <laughs> oh my god. So how do we feel like the tone of this story was different because of its like perspective? Like was it telling a different kind of story even? Yeah. Like for for example, I always say that um, like the Harry Potter narrative is like a Gryffindor narrative. Yeah. Like I, I am the chosen one, and like I need to sacrifice myself. Like so Gryffindor. But in contrast, I always say like Avatar: The Last Airbender. Like that's a Hufflepuff series because it's about like how do I do my job and like protect the people I love without hurting anybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like how do I find balance? And that's like big Hufflepuff vibes. So like how did the the context switch when our narr- when our main characters switch? Um I mean one of the the biggest things is just like really seeing like how much of a minor role like Harry it just kind of shows you the perspective of the entire story and just like how Harry's quest and how Harry's arc really kind of fucked up everybody else's <laughs> lives. Yes. <Yep. laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, the the play Puffs kind of framed it as if Harry was going on side quests that were fucking up the main quest, yeah. you know? It's like, dude, you gotta stop. Like, we're trying to just go to school here. Yeah, it's it's definitely a, uh, like, while the Harry Potter books are, uh, like, very much a, like, chosen one, it's, uh, uh, puffs like in contrast is like this one guy wanting so badly to be the chosen uh cho- yeah. chosen one the hero and he's just he's just not like uh like having to come uh to grips with the fact that like yeah like we're all in this together like having to learn that whole mentality and it's yeah i think uh like as a uh hufflepuff myself i think it's a really nice, uh, like, really nice, like, mentality to have. and Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, just like in Hamilton, you know, we have no control who lives, who dies. <laughs> exactly. Who tells our story. Who exactly. Tells our story. <laughs> oh, gonna get flagged. <laughs> <laughs> like I haven't used clips from Hamilton before. <laughs> There's literally a quote from Puffs uh, where... Um, the narrator is uh, goes like, uh, "Who lives? Who dies?" And then every time I'm watching, I'm like, "Who tells your story?" Who tells your- <laughs> I tell your story. Okay, Sorry. we can't do this because when that part of Hamilton comes up, I am sobbing. Oh my god! Okay, yeah. like, like she lives on to tell his story. It was her story the whole time. Okay, oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Let you me tell you what I'm proudest of. Okay, okay, <laughs> shut up. Stop! Stop! Don't talk to me about the orphanage. <laughs> now we're going to sing. It's quiet uptown. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. I I also really love how this is this is the opposite of a chosen one story. It's like the chosen one in this story is like a no, like a non entity, and it's like you cannot just sit around waiting for the chosen one, and you also can't thrust yourself into the spotlight and be the chosen one. You have to look around at who is standing beside you and like make a promise to like work together to protect each other. And that's when I started crying at the end when they all decide when Leanne gives her speech. And it's like, this is what puffs do is they just like, (laughs) they protect what they love and they do it together. That's like what you said right now is exactly why I love the portrayal of Harry's character in this uh, play as well, because like you can't uh, like you can't, like want to be in the spotlight and then like on the other hand you have Harry who's like just like stumbling into the spotlight just <laughs> succeeding without really meaning to and it's yes yeah. stumbling is a perfect word I feel like the actor who played Harry in this was like a drunk toddler just like <laughs> just like Accurate. wandering around like wandering into danger wandering out of danger also I, I just if you're if you're listening to this and you haven't seen it yet, like just stop and go watch it. Because like the things that we're describing are like so much funnier seen than described. Yeah, I'm gonna have a really hard time in any way, shape or form describing or like doing this play justice. Like you're you're yes. going to have to watch it. There 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 is no like describing live theater and this is like 
I mean, this is a, a particular one where it's like you got to experience it. A hundred percent. And uh, I just want to add that Madeline Bundy, who plays Harry and Morning Myrtle, <laughs> which is perfect. <laughs> I love the fact that the same person plays Harry yes. and Morning Myrtle, but also um, uh, Susie Bones um, also yes. was the like uh, like lead like set designer prop designer and uh, costume designer for this play. Oh my god. It's wild. It's incredible. That is so crazy. So ever so you, that brings me to a good point is that I mean at least from a spectator's perspective like watching this you can tell that every actor plays like like 15 different characters yeah. and it's like so impressive when the whole cast comes out at the end you're like oh yeah there's only like there's only like 10 of these guys running around the stage like maniacs the whole time. But they each do such a good job. There's that one actor who plays McGonagall, Dumbledore number one, um, at, like Professor Sprout, oh, uh, uh, Meg- Megan's mom. mom. Yeah. yeah, like uh, every yeah. adult. She, she's got adult face, I guess. She just plays every <laughs> adult. She's got the cheekbones. And then, yeah, she did. Totally. And she did Hannah Abbott, too. But she's I think she is like the first voice that you hear in the whole play because um, she's doing a, a McGonagall voice. So and I was good. like, damn, that's a really it's a good really accent. really good McGonagall impression. Holy shit. It is. Also, um, the the actress who's, who plays uh, Harry does such the best moaning Myrtle impression I think that I've ever it's heard. so good. Like, we were dying. Yeah. <laughs> it's very good. Just another special Harry moment. Harry's always Harry is like your friend who just like always needs a hug. Kind of like oh. I feel like this version of Harry is always a- yeah. He kisses <laughs> Wayne's shoulder. No, he doesn't just kiss Wayne's shoulder. He kisses Wayne's shoulder four times in rapid succession. That makes it like so much cuter. Which <laughs> like a, like an like an automatic weapon of kisses. Oh my god! It's yeah. And uh, Harry and Hermione, how did you like their portrayal? Um, how did you like the actors? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, that's what I was going to bring up. When I started no, hey, Ron being... and Hermione, sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. When I started being like, you have to see this because describing it is stupid, you reminded me that I was trying to get to Ron and Hermione are both played ostensibly by brooms. brooms. Mops? I don't know. <laughs> mops, yeah, mops. I mean, to be fair, I think the... Uh, personality of Ron's character in this play pretty much exactly uh, fits his character in the movies, which is non-existent. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) Harry has his whole fight and falling out with Ron (laughs) as a mop. (laughs) Oh, man. And then uh, Oliver (laughs) comes in and he's like, okay, I'm I'm sure you guys will be fine. And then, hey, look, there's no need for you to be an asshole, but jeez, oh, you really, really are the worst member of your family. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, yeah. Um, have have y'all seen The Good Place? Yes. <laughs> yeah, not all of it, but I've seen... That's okay. So yeah. Did um did Oliver in this remind you of Chidi a little bit? Oh my bit? god, yes. Oh, yeah. Just like a little uptight, like a little... uh. Come on, bud, loosen up. You've got a great personality, but you're super uptight. You gotta yeah. chill out. Oh my god, how much would that suck? Imagine going to and being told you're like a literal like mathematician g- child genius, and then you're like the best student at your school, and then they're like, just kidding, Oxford. You're 
At 11. <laughs> Just kidding. You, you're going to wizard school. You suck. You're not braves or smart. Yeah. So. See, that, okay, like, obviously not to the same extent, but, like, that is kind of what happened to Hermione in the books. Like, she was a gifted child, right, who, like, had devoted her life to studying. And then, like, surprise, none of this matters to you. You have to go start over. And, I like, I think that's why she was such a brat in the first book, because she is, like, trying to prove so hard that, like, she's got this you know yeah Yeah, a little oliver with his little shorts (laughs) (laughs) and his mismatched uh, paisley socks yeah so something else that i liked about this is um so the main trio is wayne who is like you know the stand-in for harry he's like the anti-chosen one (laughs) um and then there's megan who um, sort of denies her puff identity. She comes from a long family of puffs who wish they were snakes, basically. Um, and so she, like, sh- she believes in her heart of hearts that, like, she's an evil snake. And, like, <laughs> and that's... So she hates being a puff. And then there's Oliver, yeah, who is, like, a genius who learned that he's a wizard and has to start over. So um, one thing I really liked is how different those three characters were from each other. Because and Harry and Ron and Hermione have a lot in common. Um, they're both sort of dry boring British people but also like they just the way that they approach any situation is just like pretty much pure Gryffindor at all times you know what I mean like they're really similar but I felt like Megan Wayne and Oliver are like so different they made like a really strong trio because their skills are so different their personalities were different I just loved them yeah I think you're right I loved the contrast um I also think that Megan trying so 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 hard to prove that she's not a puff is just like the most puff thing that she could have done <laughs> like full on identity crisis it like, yeah. <laughs> goes from uh, being a snake in uh, in uh, year one to I mean it's books now in year two and <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then in year three she's like okay yeah I'm, I'm going to be with the Braves this year because everything notable that ever happens in this school happens to them, and then, like, first Brave that stum- just, like, stumbles into the room is Neville. <laughs> <laughs> just the most awkward ever. Yeah, and then by the end, Megan is, like, so happy to be a puff, and, like, I relate to that. I feel like when I was younger, I was, like, being nice is, like, stupid. I'm smarter than everyone, yeah. and, like, I got this, and, like, fuck you guys. <laughs> I, I've said before that I was a pretty shitty person when I was younger. Yeah. And it, like, it was part of my journey that I, like, I'm like, yeah, puffs are, puff is the way to be. Yeah. Puff's the way to be. It's okay to not be the toughest or the bravest or strongest, you know? Sometimes it's a little bit more special to be that person that people feel comfortable coming to and feel comfortable, like, gathering with. Yeah, yeah, gathering. Leela? <laughs> Mots, I swear to God, we're going to gather one day. Just you wait. Yes. Just you wait. <laughs> <Damn it. laughs> yeah, but definitely Leela and I show a lot of love by inviting people into our home Aww. and making them eat food and get drunk, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the biggest like introvert in the history of introverts, so I cannot relate to that part. But I, I yeah, I think I think I do enjoy being around people, I'm just really bad at taking initiative. Uh, well, that's okay. We we need um all of most of 
at least for me and Christina, our best friends are pretty much all introverts because yeah. um, what's happened is that we've gone into the world and just kind of like forced them into our friendship. <laughs> Shut up, Leela. Please tell this. Please tell the story of Jason and Haley. Oh, uh, for uh, the va- the Vax story. Oh my Please. god! So my tell us the story. Yeah. So um, we all know Haley. Sweet Haley is definitely she's she can be a little shy, even though that's hard to believe with her on the podcast. But she's very <laughs> introverted, as is my my husband Jason. Um, as, as he's as introverted as I am extroverted, basically. And yeah. they try. they do the do, and um, they both were going to get their second. Sh- shots of their vaccines for covid and they both happened to have like appointments at the same place and same time in richmond didn't know they're standing in line or should i say in queue um (laughs) they're like five feet apart they're five feet apart from each other (laughs) in queue in line um and Haley just starts sending me texts um while i'm at work (laughs) and she's like leela i think that this I feel like I should pull it up. She's like, I think this guy that I'm seeing, he's like tall and blonde and looks exactly like Jason, but like also it could be not Jason because he has on his mask. And then like, what would I say? What if it wasn't Jason? What would I do then? And then what if if it was Jason? What do we do? We can't talk from there. And then then Jason. And then I call Jason and and then she sends me a picture and she's like, ma'am, is this your husband? Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> I'm just oh. like, yes. Like, just ask him. I had like a I had like a long conversation with Haley after that. I was like, hey babe, next time just be like, yo, Jason. And if he doesn't turn around, you're good. And she's like, what if he does turn around? What if he's like, I'm not Jason? And then it's like I don't think anyone would do that. But yeah, and then later, um, before I got home, I called Jason. I was like, Hi, why didn't you say hi to Haley? And he was like, What the fuck? How did you know about that? <laughs> Okay, so the whole story is just to demonstrate that we too have friends who need their emotional support extrovert. And we're here for you. Oh, there was like a there was a meme going around the internet that well, by going around the internet, I mean I saw it one time a long time ago that was like uh a Slytherin saying, Ma'am, I need that. That's my emotional support, Hufflepuff. <laughs> That's how I feel with Sean. <laughs> It made me feel good about myself a little bit. Like, I mean, not a, a little, not really at first. I mean, not always, because they do portray the puffs, like, in a very um, big, dumb energy. Big, dumb. Yeah. Uh, like, all himbos. All himbos. Yeah, but I, I agree that it was, like, the first time that I ever felt pride in being a Hufflepuff that wasn't in, like, an abstract, yeah. like, fandom kind of way. Yeah. I know this was a fan-produced show, but it was, like, it was almost like giving me like canon to to identify with which I guess is sometimes like the whole point of fan fiction is to fill in the gaps where the author has failed us I loved it and and the Hufflepuffs in the Harry Potter series with a couple exceptions are not portrayed very well um really it's like Gryffindor and Ravenclaw or like go home because obviously all Slytherins are evil. We'll get to that in a minute with the snakes. But um, but also the puffs are like just kind of like jellyfish. Like they just suck. Like Justin Finch Fletchley is just like just the, the whiny bitch boy. Just like, come on, buck up. It's a snake. You got it. Um, and then there's Ernie McMillan. Oh, Oops, I 
hate so much <laughs> um, Ernie Mac in the play. Ernie Mac. Yeah, and then um, Justin Finch Fleshley was Jay Finch. He was like, I don't remember what he said. He was like, I'm, I'm boyishly cute. Like, <laughs> he was always like, I'm Jay Finchin over here. All I remember is that everybody in the play just started treating him like he was invisible. <laughs> he was imaginary. Yeah, imaginary. imaginary. Yeah, because Liam. Yeah, Leanne says it once. She's like, blah, blah, blah. And like, Jay Finch, he's a great wizard, even though he's imaginary. And she, you can see his face just be like, am I fucking imaginary? It's very unpuff of of everyone to gang up against him. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's talk about, yeah, the snakes. Um, they There's a lot of, I mean... The way that this play, like, pokes fun at the Harry Potter series is by, like, doubling down on things. So they're like, oh, all snakes are evil, and that kid looks like he would throw a glass of white wine in your face, right? (laughs) Which is the funniest description of anyone I've ever heard in my life. It's like, they all have this expression that looks like they're about to throw a glass of white wine in your face. They're all, you know, they're all 12, but they all still share that expression. (laughs) Honestly, freaking um oh my god, I'm having a brain fart. What's his name? The actor, Tom Felton. 12-year-old Tom Felton did oh look like god, he yes. would throw a glass of white wine in totally, your face. Totally, completely. Yeah. Um so, well, good casting there. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, but they <laughs> Did we even see any snakes? Like were there any snake characters? I don't even remember uh, any. We did get a little bit of Draco. Oh yeah, just Draco was uh, if you think Harry was a joke, like Draco was a goddamn joke, dude. <laughs> he had like a tiara, right, or like a crown. Yeah. Oh, and I yeah, rem- and a little bit of uh, Goyle uh, during the sorting. Uh, oh yeah, that's just his name, Goyle. Goyle. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've thought about that before about how Crab and Goyle's names are Vincent and Gregory, which are ah. like so so much more attractive names. <laughs> <laughs> like a man named Vincent, like he could be attractive, you know what I mean? Yeah. But not Vincent Crab. I had to I, I had to say him out loud <laughs> to get which was which. Also, the name Vincent Crab just re- reminds me of like. Uh, like uh, I come to mind just like a really cute like animated crab named oh. Vincent. Vincent the crab just pinching on shit. <laughs> Jay Pinch. Jay <laughs> Pinch. <laughs> oh. oh my god. Darwin went to the Galapagos to study the Jay Finches. <laughs> and he was disappointed. <laughs> um I'm okay, let's talk about the teachers in this play. Um, I think the teacher we saw the most was, oh, we got to see Snape considerably. Like, Snape was a joke. Snape had nothing to do with the plot. Um, his, his voice, Leela's doing a gag right now. You gotta watch the movie, watch the play to figure out what it is. Um, yeah, he, there's a bit where Snape gives a sex ed talk. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, if you think Alan Rickman's voice in the Harry Potter movies is, like, low and traumatic, it's like, you have no idea. (laughs) He just, like, really sits on the, um... The quality that Alan Rickman has, I, I like to call it like lovingly, like the egg, egg, the, the old like egg yolk in the back of the throat sound. I call it the the whomping. <laughs> it's like a little bit of a like a like yeah. a little bit of that. 
But it was like he want he was whomping so hard that like you I couldn't understand anything he said. I don't think you were supposed to because no. it was just like oh, oh, oh. it sounds like and I like if you're watching a movie and like a, like a like a grenade goes off near someone or like a gunshot and they have like temporary hearing loss and everything's just like oh, oh, oh. <laughs> that's what it was like. Good description. I was like what like what is he saying? <laughs> Um, so he was a joke, which I appreciated. It's like we're not even gonna get into this. And then, and he's he's still in love with Lilith in this yeah, one, Lilith. <laughs> which give, and it reminds me of Frasier. If anyone likes Frasier, oh, I have not watched Frasier. Highly recommend. It ages I, really well. Wait, I my the end of my sentence was oh. in probably. Well, I'm about thirty now, so I haven't watched Frasier in probably about twenty six years. <laughs> but I definitely seen it when I was very young. <laughs> I think it. It's good to know it ages as well. Yeah, it does. They certainly don't all. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, ain't that the truth? Um, but you know what does age well? Puffs. Um, nice. Thank you. Bringing us back. Um, and then there was that one actor who played McGonagall, Sprout, and Dumbledore. Number one, they switched actors for Dumbledore. Um, w- when the films did, which was so funny. Um, and. Yeah, but this one actor just did, like, everything. Like, all of her different teachers' voices were so impressive. Like, vocal control, you know? Yes. And then, what's up with, what is it, Zach? What's the name of, like, the, the Quidditch star? Zach Smith. Zach Smith. Um, <laughs> the fucking Quidditch tryouts. <laughs> yeah. Did you all, have, you all watched, like, the uh, outtakes at the end, right? Yes, I did. Yeah. So the actor was like per- allowed. They put like a little subtitle on the screen saying that the actor is allowed to come out and say whatever he wants to like start the Quidditch tryouts. <laughs> and so this actor went on like a five minute long monologue describing the plot of Twenty Seven Dresses <laughs> as if it had happened to him personally. <laughs> uh, it's that's probably my favorite scene in the entire show uh, or in the entire play because like the improvised fucking. Yeah. Hilarious. So like, really the funniest shit. And when they did, um, yeah, and then at the, in, during the credits, they showed some outtakes and, um, he, <laughs> of all the different ideas he had, the, some people are funny, dude. Improv is hard. You just gotta keep talking. <laughs> hope, hope it works out. Hope it's funny. I'm really bad that's at why improv, I'm like, so yeah. I was gonna say, that's why I'm just like so passingly okay at improv is because I can literally keep talking forever. Like, so I got this. <laughs> no, 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 it is not. You don't need to. There's no need for that. It's not good. Um. Anyway, where even was I? Backing up. Zach Smith. Backing up. Um... Yeah, that out was that was the actor who played Jay Finch. All of the kids played. Uh, I call them kids because they're Hogwarts students. All of the actors played so many different people. There was a lot of very okay. So I did theater in high school. Mots, did you do, have you ever done no. theater? Not your vibe. I get it. But and I know Leela's done theater. <laughs> I, some of those quick changes were so quick and in the beginning i was really impressed i mean the whole thing is very impressive but you quickly realize that they're all wearing like 17 layers of clothing that they keep just like rearranging it's smart but a couple a couple of those quick changes were like oh shit yeah (laughs) there was one scene where leanne like fell off the stage and i was like that was kind of dumb but (laughs) 
one split second later, the the actress comes back on as Fleur Delacour. I think. Yeah. And yeah. Like, oh, okay, I get it now. Like, very impressive. Um, I, I just re- it really took me back to high school where I was part of the team, the quick change team, which is super fun. If if you're a leading man is very hot. Eric Ooh. Fisher. Eric Fisher, if you're out there, love you, bud. He used to run off stage <laughs> and we would, all the girls would be there stripping his clothes off as fast as we could. Just like, quickly! <laughs> I punched my microphone. Quickly! <laughs> and then we'd shove him back into his like waistcoat and cap or whatever. We'd be like, get out there, stud! And oh it, was, it was a lot of fun. Um, and yeah, it took me right back. I just love the theater, dude. It's just like, it involves... So much more, like, like obviously movies are great, but, like, movies have Hollywood, you know what I mean? And it's, like, plays are, um, you need to design every element of them to be, like, seamless and straightforward, you know what I mean? It's, like, people, like, people and things need to be where they're supposed to be, like... Everything has to work right the first time because it's live, you know? And so it's just like you can tell how aggressively they've practiced. And uh, like, I cannot convey enough how much every single person on the cast was walk like all over the stage at all times. So there was like four or five doors, maybe like six doors. I don't remember, four to six doors. And that they were just coming in and out of constantly. That was like their set structure is like these doors. And it's like they just... There was this one moment where two of the doors across the stage from each other both open and the two actors make eye contact or maybe they like shoot a spell at each other. And I was like, that precision is insane, dude. Precision. Yeah. I mean, I think it's I find something extremely charming about these types of productions that are clearly done on like uh, the budget of like a ham sandwich, you know? Yeah. Um, Because I the thing is that you it doesn't. It doesn't take anything away from it at all. If if anything, it just adds more charm. I mean, when you see Wayne with his, you know, with his, like, t-shirts where he's literally taken, like, a piece of construction paper and, like, <laughs> drawn a badger's head and taped it to his shirt. Um, yeah, there was, um, I it just, well, since we're back on the shirt subject yeah. again, the one that made me laugh is that... Um, Megan was wearing what was clearly a Nirvana shirt, but the t- they had taped over it and it just said '90s grunge band. I don't know. I don't know why it made me laugh. I was like, "That's obviously Nirvana." <laughs> Hers were really funny. Um, I mean, all of the costumes, all of the sets, pretty much everything. There was nothing spectacular about any of it. It wasn't about the um the spectacle. It was about right. these actors that just worked their asses off and gave an amazing performance. Um, the script was great. Clearly, the di- there ha- there has to have been more than one director. I mean, how? To pull something like this together. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But you're right. I yeah, mean, I like, know. who knows how long it took everybody to practice. Um, yeah. Because you're right. The thing about theater is, like, in Hollywood, it's so glossy and the actors are pretty much all stars. So yeah. And it, it's not like that doesn't take work, but sure. it's totally different, completely different. And it's different. There's a lot more. It's a lot more high stakes when you can't just yell cut and do another take. Yes. Yeah. You have to learn how to do it right the first time. And every time doing theater, the thought of doing theater terrifies me for that reason. It's terrifying. It's terrifying. I really am not the kind of person who is prone to nerves, but it's the puff in me. The notion <laughs> of fucking up other people 
oh, is like yeah. the worst thing I could possibly imagine. It's like a lot. Of if pressure. I fuck up in a way that fucks other people up, I'm done. Yep. You I'm done. done. <laughs> and that's why improv stresses me out a lot. When I um did improv uh like a year or two ago now, um I had such bad anxiety because it's like you have to it's like such a team sport. Like if if you have to be giving to like your scene partner like so much and it's like if you fail them, then it's like uh, I'm sorry, you failed because I failed first. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a team effort, which is terrifying. But also, like, what's more puff, you know? Yeah, you're right. And puffs aren't afraid of failure. Yeah, well, everyone's a little afraid of failure, yeah. I think. Um, but I, I was trying to, you were talking about, like, fucking up on stage um one let's see i was in every i was in plays all throughout high school but i went to a center for the arts high school where the actors um were the, were the kids they, they were children it's high school where the children um <laughs> were very serious about theater like that's what they wanted to do um so in order to be able get the lead in a play you had to be like good <laughs> you couldn't just be like the the only girl who can sing there like no you had to be like a triple threat my school was like that too Leela's a little butthurt because Jason got a lot of leading roles at his other school Danny in Greece are yeah. you serious right now if you've met Jason I like I love the man and he's great at a lot of things but I feel like if you've met him you're like I don't see where Jason and Danny overlap. Like, Lead. where's the overlap? Not really, like, l- what you'd think of, like, as leading man material, but um, <laughs> one, you know, just one man's opinion. But um, I was in Midsummer, um, A Midsummer Night's Dream, the play, which was super fun. We did it, I don't even know, my t- uh, sophomore year. And that is such a fun play to put on. So f- It was so fun and very funny, and the kids are were so talented that, like, they had the audience like dying laughing at a Shakespeare play in high school. Yes. So Damn, it was what a dream. wonderful. I, I, it was wonderful, but you know, I'm, I was a nobody. So I was peas blossom. And, mm-hmm. um, that's the most fun. There's just be a fucking fairy. I was a little fairy, around. little fairy. And there was, there's much of the play, which consists of my least favorite thing to do on stage, which is sit there and be quiet. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. They do just be observing for so much of that. <laughs> it's hard, yo. Especially like I mean, I'm fidgety AF and um it's really hard for me to sit somewhere and then but still focus on what's going on. So, as you can imagine what happened was most nights um when we were performing, I would just be sitting there and I should have just been listening so that I could be ready for my, you know, like two lines. And instead what happened was an awful silence encompassed the stage. And all of a sudden, I snapped back to reality, and I was like, "I'm on stage," and I was like, "I and 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 you too, my lord," or whatever the, <laughs> my line was. Um, but that's yeah, that's a terrifying feeling to just be sitting there, and then there's just silence. <laughs> it's your silence. It's my silence. <laughs> okay, well, now that all of our listeners have a ton of anxiety in their stomachs, um, uh, who who is your favorite character in this? We already asked, like, who did you relate the most to, but who is your favorite character? So hard, Mots. You do you know? It's hard uh, to pick. They're all so great. Yeah, I do really like Wayne, uh, which is kind of which is, which awesome. is kind of weird because, well, I don't really typically like the characters that I relate to, I don't think. 
but Mods, love yourself. <laughs> it's hard, Don't okay? Talk- <laughs> Don't talk about our friend that way, Mods. Well, it's cool that the Puffs have given us a main character that is relatable. Yeah. And it's like, wow, he's having a hard time with some really relatable shit. Other, It's like, I can't relate to this prophecy bullshit. <laughs> like, get over yourself. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what does he say at the beginning? He's like, um, when during the sorting hat time, he's like, I don't. He's like, what about if, like, sir, for example, like, a kid didn't have maybe, like, a strong enough personality? Yeah, they have enough of a personality <laughs> to be sorted into anything. Your only personality trait is that you look like you're about to throw a glass of white wine into someone's face. <laughs> yeah, at least it's not that. You know, I'd rather um, have a bland personality and look or talk as though... Uh, or sound like I'm about to throw a glass of white wine in someone's face. <laughs> yeah, but just to reiterate, I don't feel that you have a bland personality at Aww. all. Oh, certainly not. None of us. See, that's the thing. That's the thing is it's like the way that Hufflepuffs are depicted in Harry Potter is a caricature. And once you start putting real life people into Hufflepuff house, it like it has like a beautiful, varied personality, all shades of yellow, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's beautiful. Fifty shades yeah. of yellow. No. no. <laughs> Fifty shades of yellow. Oh, that sounds. I love it. I love it. That's like a. I'm not gonna. It's I, it's I, pee. It's piss. It sounds like I, piss. It sounds like sex and piss. Just showers. say it, Christina. Hell yeah. My. No, my brain went grosser. Oh, but I'm. I don't have to say it on the podcast. Okay. <laughs> no, I was just. No, I have to say it now. Okay. I, it, to me, it sounds like a diaper explosion. Oh, okay. Mm, mm. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Moving on. Um, in this Zoom call, we have two shades of yellow because Mots is wearing a restricted section shirt and I'm an idiot and I never think to dress up for, for anything. But I happen to be wearing a very deep mustard yellow button up because oh. I had a lot of meetings. Yeah. Um, okay. So Mots, is that your final answer, Wayne? Uh, yeah, I think so. And yeah. That's a strong choice. Leela, what about you? Um, I really enjoyed the uh, actress who actor who played Harry Potter. Um, I, and also Moaning Myrtle and Susie and that was, that was about it, right? Maybe? Yeah. You can only do so much. There's only, <laughs> I mean, you say that, but then some of them play, like, be playing like six fucking characters. Um, like yeah. same two people played all the teachers. Yeah. Yeah. It did get confusing when like Leanne would walk off stage and then walk back on stage and like, we're, we're in love with her now. And it's like, wait, oh She's different. She's a different personality. Yeah. She's different clothes. She's wearing a different hat. I get it. Suspension of disbelief is extremely important important in a play like this where every actor yeah. plays lots of parts. Except I didn't I don't think Wayne played anything else. Except he might have been like hooded up as a snake. Yeah, at I one definitely point. saw him like in a hood and I okay. was like, That's our boy Wayne right there. <laughs> That's my boy, Wayne. You're not a real snake. <laughs> Um, so Layla, you oh. pulled a puff. I asked who your favorite character was, and you listed two actors and all six characters that they played or whatever. <laughs> oh, I have to just pick one. Okay. Pick one character. Um, okay. Um, I real I oh gosh, I can't I hate that I'm doing this, but I really liked Harry. I did too. Yeah. Great. I, 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 Harry's I could, so Harry great. is so much funnier in this than he ever is in Harry Potter. And so endearing. He's very endearing. He has like, like I said, like drunk toddler energy, just like confused and raring to go. You know, I just like, like I feel like they could have gone another way with it, being like 
and make Harry a little bit more like haughty, um, himbo. Yeah, or yeah, or just make him like a little bit more um, because he is like he does literally like fuck up their entire lives. Like mm-hmm. they could have kind of focused on that more and been went a little more negative with him, but they didn't. They were just like. I guess this is just our lives now. And yeah. and then and then at the same time they just still make Harry like somebody who can kind of fit into the Puffs world. Yeah. It's almost like this Harry is like the Hufflepuff perspective of like book Harry. It's like just a silly friend doing his best, you know, just like stumbling around, getting into shenanigans. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. cast a yellow light on the whole situation. Well, it's just, it's such a loving perspective. It's like... Yeah, loving. I mean, what's the snake's, ver- like, perspective of Harry? Like, <laughs> oh, just like this, like, um, this, like... James Potter? Yeah, this arrogant James Potter idiot douchebag <laughs> who doesn't deserve <laughs> anything, right? And is, like, ruining everything, and it should have been me, me, me. And then right. versus the Puff's perspective is just like, oh, you know, like, that's our friend Harry. And, like, you know, <laughs> he's always getting into trouble, and he's always kind of, like, doing kooky things. But it's yeah. okay. Like, we're here for him if he needs us. I mean, I definitely think that Wayne gets kind of annoyed with Harry. Oh, yeah. That's part of his arc. Yeah. It is? Yeah. <laughs> Because everyone has to have, you know, in order to become a true puff, you need your puffness tested and you need to overcome it and become a stronger puff on the other side. 100%. (laughs) So I also was going to list Harry as my favorite character just because I feel like that's a, a role where it's like the actor brought everything to that role. You know what I mean? Like, I think that uh, someone with a personality that was a little different would, like if Leanne, the actor the actor who played Leanne, had like played Harry, could have done it, would have looked weird. She's like a tall ass uh, redhead. But um, like, it would have been like a different energy. So I feel like you can really feel the energy of Harry, that Harry actor coming through. But um, I'll go ahead and say that my favorite character was, this is what happens when we get to plugs every week on this fucking podcast. I'm like, eh. Uh, my favorite character. <laughs> um, I... Fuck, it's just Harry. No, no, no. Okay, wait. I really liked Cedric, too. I liked the way that, um... I don't feel like the films conveyed him as a... As big Hufflepuff energy. No. Like, he's just kind of... He just has, like, a a, Brit- a white British boy personality like every other fucking person in that movie. Nothing about him, like, says Hufflepuff, except that he's like, hey, guys, maybe don't bully this younger student. You know what I mean? It's like not quite enough. (laughs) Um, But this, this Cedric in Puffs was like a leader and he was like a sweetie and like he was a tender boy and I loved him. Yeah. He was a wonderful leader. Yeah, he really was. He got people excited to lose and like, (laughs) (laughs) you know what I mean? Like he, he, yeah, I admire him. He's definitely one of my favorites as well. Yeah, it's, I I love every character that was like different from from the original text. You know, like McGonagall was the same. Like a lot of the teachers were like exactly the same. Like Sprout at one point is just like basically comes off the off the backstage like hi basically and is like what do you need? All right, well is everything okay? All right, bye or like whatever she. Does. I don't even remember that exchange. That's another character that that um mom character yeah. plays, right? Is Sprout. Yep. And what she just like fifty points from Gryffindor for just for upsetting my plans, <laughs> like <laughs> from Puff, from Hufflepuff, from Puff. Uh. <laughs> A little Hufflepuff and stuff. 
Um, okay, so I'm going to ask one closing question and then we'll wrap it up. So my final question is, what was your favorite joke in Puffs that was a nod to the original text? Or, or the movie. I keep saying text, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like, which was your favorite joke that was like clearly making fun of Harry Potter? Ooh. There's so yeah, many. There are a lot. I loved every time uh, where like there's an event from uh, from the books where like a character does something and then we see in Puffs that the action from that character was sparked by Wayne doing something. So like Wayne uh, <laughs> crashing into Ginny and convincing Ginny to throw the diary into the toilet. <laughs> and, uh, yes. and also the, uh, uh, when he convinces Cedric to, um, yeah, ask Cho out to the Yule ball. And, uh, oh yeah. Uh, yeah, what's the, uh, uh, what's the last one I'm thinking of? In year five, when, uh, Dumbledore <laughs> comes in and he's like, hey, so, uh, have you seen Harry? I'm thinking about maybe explaining some things about his past and yes. why I've been avoiding him. Yes. <laughs> and Wade's just like, yeah, I haven't seen him. Okay, I guess I'll just Wade wait until like- the end of the year. Wade is just, like, shit-faced and is like, no, I haven't fucking seen him. Uh, you're five, Wayne. Dumbledore's like, well, oh, whatever. <laughs> um, I really liked, <laughs> I really liked the, the bit where, um, I, this is, like, such a classic bit, uh, like, comedy bit, but it's just the juxtaposition when Voldemort is, like, um, doing his, like, scary loud voice thing and he's over the, over all of Hogwarts and he's like, bring Harry to me. And then he, like, keeps talking and he doesn't realize that he's still on loudspeaker. Like, so didn't anyone bring any board games? Or snacks? <laughs> That actor's performance of Voldemort reminded me so much of him from Powerpuff Girls. Do y'all know who I'm talking about? No, but Haley said something about that, too. Ooh, (laughs) Haley, this one's for you, babe. Um, Okay, well, I'll I'll put a clip in the show notes. Go check out him. It's the voice. It's the voice. It's very like, oh, I feel like that also sounded like I was trying to do a McGonagall impression. <laughs> it's kind of like when any of us try to do any accent as well. It always starts, oh, oh, I could go biscuits, biscuits, tea and biscuits. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Alila, what yes. was your favorite um, crossover moment? Um, I mean, I really, really... I can't get this out of my head, and I already talked about it. I wish I didn't. But the stupid screaming cup. <laughs> God damn it. I mean, I like. I think I might have peed from laughing so hard. <laughs> like, it's it's that funny. It's just, like, a clever joke, a really simple joke that, like, I... And it's so simple that, like, I wish I had thought of it, almost. Yes. And there's a lot of jokes like that in this play where it's, like, just a split second. And it's, like, if you miss it, it's fine. But, like, you're going to miss him if you're not paying attention. You know, This was, like, a no-devices viewing. Like, I was just, like, yeah, me and the TV, just, like, eye contact for two straight hours. Yeah. I agree. Like, I started – I thought about, like, taking notes. And then I was, like, yeah, no, I need to be here. I got to be here and present. Yeah. Well, here, I didn't even – let me pull up my fucking notes because I did write them and I pulled them up for this. Here's my notes. Okay. <laughs> Year one, Harry Potter is super cute. Emo puff Megan. 
Herbology is awesome. Is Ron a broom? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I like, it's obviously Ron was a mop. I don't know why my brain was like, broom, broom, broom. Um, okay, my the, my next note is puff formation number four. We are not a threat. Please be our friend. <laughs> Which I love that so much. I feel like that's me like walking into the bathroom at like a concert and, you know, and I'm like, I'm not a threat. Please be my friend. Yes. Um, Haley actually said perhaps that should be what we chant when we have new guests on uh, the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Here's a fun note. This play took time for weird asides, which I feel like is very puffy, huffy puffy. Just like, you know what I mean? Like they got off on tangents just to make us giggle. And that feels like a bunch of stoned Hufflepuffs <laughs> in a room trying to tell yep. a story, you know? Hundo P. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm almost done with my notes. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> so, I have so many notes. <laughs> so, so, I just, well, Mots, you'd seen this before. I should have watched it a couple times and then tried to eventually take notes. But the plot doesn't matter, really, because it's like you already are familiar with the plot. Yeah. It's just like. The, the Hufflepuff version. So my next qu- note is um, Cedric's quote about failing. Failure is just another form of practice as long as you never stop trying. And I fucking love that big huff energy. I think I I think I did like get a little emotional when he Aww. said that. I was like, yes, I love that. Absolutely. Okay, so I, I, I guess <laughs> the end of my notes is, is when I was like, okay, I'm only going to write down the really good stuff. Okay, I like how in puffs the bar is set so low that progress is so achievable which i feel like is really relatable like it's like if we're just aiming for third place you know what i mean it's like we could like first place that's kind of a lot and we're setting ourselves up for disappointment but like third place now that that we could do you know (laughs) yeah yeah the tempering of expectations and then my final note from this viewing is quote we all find that part of us, oh, yeah. the puff. And I don't even remember the context, but I wrote it down. And so I guess it moved me. <sighs> we all find that part of us, yeah. the puff. And I think we do. I think I think everyone has a little bit of puff in them. And if not, you're a psychopath. So. <laughs> yeah, I was so going to say sociopath. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think that a lot of people, that, at least in my life, are becoming like more puff as we grow older. Yeah. Learning how to communicate. Learning you know, that your personal relationships are a priority and you have to nurture them like a plant so that they grow in the sun. So sprouty of you. (laughs) So is there anything that we like haven't covered yet? Anything either one of you would like to touch on before we wrap this up? I mean, I have over three pages of notes. So if I were to... Okay, lay it on me. Um, (laughs) Like one of the very opening lines uh, is just very fitting uh, if you find yourself in need of using the loo make sure uh, you make a big show of it all about drama <laughs> yes. um, also yeah freak chocolate frog accident all caps and three question marks <laughs> oh yeah who was wait who Wayne's was parents? that wayne's parents died in a freak chocolate frog accident that's oh yeah shit that's the puffest shit. I we didn't even mention that Wayne was raised by his uncle Dave, yeah. right, in New Mexico or Arizona. Even more much from uh, land of Cattleboat Springs, New Mexico. <laughs> New Mexico, <laughs> and Wayne gets his letter, and he's like, "Uncle Dave, like, what is this?" And his uncle's like, "Oh fuck, I definitely <laughs> like, meant to tell you about uncle that." Uncle Dave, there's a bird in the living room, and Uncle Dave's like, "What kind of bird?" 
uh, an owl, I think, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I love Uncle Dave. He did his best. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, the, the next one is Blundering Whimpersnatch. Is that a Benedict Cumberbatch joke? Oh, oh my God. That's funny. Uh, definitely. Definitely. Uh, also, I love the fact that the mirror of Erised is just called Roran Drew, which is just weird mirror spelled backwards. <laughs> Okay, these are some details I've never noticed. Yeah. I'm glad you're. I'm, we're, we'll have to look for these next. Time also, some of yes. the uh, spell names are phenomenal, like Rickman Sempra in, instead of uh, Richter Sempra, yeah. and <laughs> Expelliarmus uh, when <laughs> Mr. Bold just rips off the fucking like band aid or whatever he's got over his nose, and uh, Olive Guardian Leviosa. <laughs> Yes, that one's stuck in my memory for. What's the one where he kept generating doves? <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> fuck. Uh, it was like Avia, Avi Force, or something like that. Yeah. There was a couple magical moments in this that I could not explain scientifically. Like I, my eyes didn't move fast enough to figure out like how was this bird getting around the stage? And there was yes. like one or two other things where I was like, "Damn, what did they? How did yeah. they do that?" Yeah. Oh my god. Same. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, the dueling club scene where <laughs> Harry's like, no, Snake, please don't attack Justin. And <laughs> then, <laughs> but unfortunately, that's not what the rest of the school heard. This is, yes. this is like fucking demon. <laughs> like, he is like evidently speaking in tongues. It is like evil. Yeah. But it's evil. so sweet. He's like, he's like, no, he's like, no, Snake. Don't hurt Justin. <laughs> um, also, yeah, real Mr. Moody's uh, costume, as in, uh, yeah, Bar- oh, yeah, it's yeah, it's Mad Eye Moody, but it's uh, he just it tries to convince everyone that it's real Mr. Moody. So I think his like credited like character name is Real Mr. Moody. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, real Professor Moody. <laughs> I like I like that he literally just had a giant googly eye. eye. <laughs> like just like a giant one. And uh, But it worked, like it pull- they pulled it, it yeah. off. It so definitely good. worked. Yeah. And it made me laugh a lot. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. The next uh, note is I really want a copy of Wayne's book on Fantastic Beasts. Yes. The fucking Balrog. Looks great. Oh yeah, because Wayne in his introduction, what is it? He's like, "Hi, I'm Wayne. I've read the Cimmerillion a hundred yeah, times." I've read the like, Cimmerillion twice. <laughs> when he's twice? Okay, well, that's is is as impressive as one hundred times the Cimmerillion is. No I've not joke. read the Cimmerillion yet. Me neither, because it's no joke. Yep. Yeah, and when uh, Cedric like turns the book around and it's Paddington and a Dalek. From Doctor Who. Yes. <laughs> Paddington. And a Dalek. So random. Also, yeah. I wonder what kinds of dragons are in the book. Blue Eyes White Dragon, probably. From Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Wayne's like a straight up like nerd, dude. I fucking love it. It's so good. Um, and also, yeah, and this is... Like, I love that the play brought this up, but, um, uh, yeah, why the fuck did Cedric think that transfiguring a rock into a dog was a good idea when fighting the dragon? It's like, there's no fucking <laughs> oh, way yeah. that's going to end well. It's like, <laughs> the dragon just fucking bites the head off. 
Yeah, and I forget <laughs> I forget who was like there is now a dead dog on the oh, field. Man. Dead dog. Yeah, the Ludo Bagman character. Yeah, played by the yeah. same guy who uh, plays uh, Zach Smith and Yeah. Jay Finch. Man. Uh, <laughs> also, yeah, the fact that the play is told from the point of view of uh, Cedric's friends makes Cedric's death absolutely heartbreaking. Yeah. I thought about bringing that up and then I was like, too dark. Because like that's right <laughs> before the the intermission too. You could tell yeah. like, okay, you know how in the movie the music is still playing, but like you know something is super wrong. It's like trauma, trauma, trauma. Like you can see like that the feeling of that music, you can like see it in their faces when he like comes back and then it just like fades off. And then I'm sure when you're watching the show live, the lights just fade out and it's like intermission, have fun bitches. And everyone's just like, yeah, more absolutely mortifying. Well, because they have no idea that anything is wrong. You know no. what I mean? Like they don't have any of the context of the whole rest of the goddamn <laughs> yeah. book. And I mean, they really just introduced Cedric to us in the fourth book. Like, yeah. So we never really got time to know him in the books. Like, yeah, it was extremely sad for Harry. Like when he died, because I guess they were like kind. They were kind of. They became friends, but right. Um. Like, we, as the audience, like, really got to know him, like, from day one. So, it's just like, I'm like, no, he's gone. But it's okay, because he comes back as Baltimore. <laughs> uh, I love it. Also, yeah, I'd do anything for a puff hug right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> two, two of them would hug, and then the other would say, coming oh, in. Coming in. <laughs> so oh, it's adorable. Um, and yeah, which kind of Voldemort is the worst? The one that never shows affection or the overly affectionate one? <laughs> oh. oh, yeah, wait, that's a great... Okay, wait, I'm changing my favorite joke from the movie yes. to this. <laughs> uh, because everyone makes fun of the infamous Voldemort Draco hug, but in this, he like he's like, it's just some random death eater, right? He's like, let me sh- show that I'm grateful with my, like, physical affection. And starts, like, giving him, like, a hug and, like, a neck rub. <laughs> and, like, for all these so long. It really is, like, the lo- it's, like, kind of bit where it's, like, it's funny and then it's not funny and then it starts being funny. Because <laughs> yeah. it goes on that long. <laughs> it really was very oh. intense uh, physical affection. Like he, he kisses his hand at one point. <laughs> yeah, he, like, gets down and nails and kisses his I, I hand. I was thinking about bringing that up when we talked about Harry uh, kissing uh, Wayne's shoulder. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, Lots yeah, um, AOL Instant Messenger. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that was cute. <laughs> yeah, one summer Wayne gets sick of owls and is like, "We're doing AI." Yeah, now. it's um, uh, it's because of uh, the ministry uh, intercepting mail. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, very smart. Also, yeah, they don't know about that internet. <laughs> <laughs> I do wonder how Megan got it though. Yeah, public library. Yeah, next note is Yippee Mother Puffer. <laughs> <laughs> so good. I loved it, yes. Also, yeah, I love the fact that the Death Eaters are called Death Buddies. <laughs> <laughs> I think I missed that. <laughs> uh, and also, yeah, Mr. Volden, the Death Buddies would make for a great band name. Yes. 
death. Well, I think that the death buddies once again sounds like a Hufflepuff who didn't quite hear it right. And it's just like, I don't know, him and his death buddies. Well, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> They're all friends, I guess. Like <laughs> why else would they all be together? <laughs> and definitely not a racist cult or anything. For sure. Definitely not a racist cult. Um yeah, and the last note is um, I can't believe that this play actually made me care about characters like Ernie McMillan and Justin Finch Fletchley. Yeah, seriously, yeah. Puffs are like endearing, you know. Like the puffs are. It's like you just so want them to be happy and safe more than the stupid Gryffindors because it's like when you walk directly into the fire it's like yeah you're gonna fucking get burned you fucking idiot like Harry why are you doing this but with the puffs it's like this is just their home and they're just trying to be happy (laughs) (laughs) I really did weep at the end when they all come together because it has such a different energy than the Gryffindors, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, Harry, Ron, and Hermione are not even with the Gryffindors <laughs> during that battle, the, the final battle, because they're too busy each being dramatic spotlight yep. heroes, you know what I mean? It's like we're not even together. Uh, puffs, 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 <laughs> puffs, 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 puffs. Um, I freaking love them. Yeah, in, the la- in that last scene, um, when the Death Eaters are just co- Avada Kedavring everyone oh, left and right, it's like a very um, reverent, it's a very, like, a change, a very big shift in tone. Well, it, yeah. it really kind of happens for sure when Cedric dies. And then yeah. from there, I mean, we still get tons of hilarious, like, bits and jokes and, and silly bits, but then the, the tone is shifted to a much more, like, reverent space, and it almost... Like, it's almost like, um, I'm so sorry to keep quitting Hamilton, but, you know. <laughs> Never apologize for um, quitting Hamilton. And, yeah. Thank you. Um, and Hamilton's not nearly as silly as this, <laughs> but um, <laughs> I wish it were. But um, it's like at the end of Hamilton when, like, it's kind of a, it's a, it is, it's a very sad ending, but at the same, at the same time, it's really sweet and heartwarming. Um, and it just, like, just goes to show, like, you never know, like, everyone's just living life, like, this isn't really one person's story, and everyone's just living in it. Everyone yeah. has their own journey, and their own perspective on this this whole arc that we're all going, you know? Yeah, absolutely. It's a team effort. Yes. It's like a family. They say, you know, McGonagall or whatever in, it says your house will be like your family while you're at Hogwarts, and I feel like, I feel like, for the puffs it's like way more true you know what i mean yeah they took those words extremely seriously and the gryffindors (laughs) did not yeah the gryffindors like exist in each other's space but they don't act like a family not even the family members i guess fred and george kind of i feel like by like being the loudest uh they like kind of uh, brought everyone together to like kind of just laugh at them uh that's my technique also. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, there was like one Fred and George quote that I tweeted a couple weeks ago that was so relatable. It was like, Fred and George were dealing with the, st- the added stress by being louder and more boisterous than ever. And I was like, they understand me. <laughs> there you are. There she Hell is. Yeah. yeah. I think if Fred and George had not been Weasleys, they would be in Hufflepuff. I was just thinking the yeah. same thing. I was like, they're so, I mean, like, I guess they like play Quidditch and like help fight and stuff but Hufflepuffs play Quidditch too yeah (laughs) and they've helped fight too 
Yeah. 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 And For love. speaking of Quidditch, uh, Hufflepuff out oh, of no the lots. four games Gryffindor <laughs> played, Hufflepuff, Hufflepuff won three. So, ha. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Ha-ha. Mott's got numbers. We got stats. <laughs> puffs, puffs, puffs. puffs. We, we just, uh, we started this episode by talking about how much we all hate sports <laughs> It's true. And here we are. Full circle. Just a, a bunch of hypocrites. You know what? Hufflepuff is good at Quidditch because they're team players. Yes. Ah, I gotta say, yeah, as somebody who has input into who gets hired in this co- in my company that I work for, I would def- much more go for somebody who is a team player and maybe not a rock star employee. So like yeah. a Hufflepuff, like a Gryffindor is great. They're a rock star and they're like going to the top, but maybe they're like not really paying attention to how their, their co-workers are drowning. You know? Right, interpersonal shit. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, yeah. So be more of a Hufflepuff, everyone. I, I mean, I gotta agree. Yeah, like be more huff, be more puff. I've always said huff, so like I, I, te- but I'm trying to train myself <laughs> to say puff because it has, it has like meaning to Aww. me now. Yeah. Also, puff, puff, fast. You know. Exactly. It's all connected. They didn't do any. They didn't do any weed, any overt weed jokes. I was a little sad about. That. I was pretty <laughs> impressed. I was like, wow. I don't think I would have been able to avoid the weed joke. <laughs> I would have been like, just like the first thing, my first joke, I like write down. I'm like, I don't know, puff, puff, pass. Yeah. Put that in there, I guess. <laughs> um, are y'all ready to wrap up? Yeah, I think yep. so. Okay. All right. Leela, um, do you want to tell people where they can find you online? Sure thing. If you want to find me online, I'm on Instagram and Twitter as Leels for Reels. That's L-E-E-L-Z, the number four, R-E-A-L-Z. Um, in the show notes. They're not going to the show it's notes. It's, That's it's linked in the show notes. Linked in the show notes. <laughs> um, and you can find me most Sundays talking about movies with my friends in the Movie Night Crew. Hell yeah. And um, what's something you've been watching, reading, playing, observing, philosophizing recently that you think our listeners would enjoy? Sure. Um, So this is a little off brand for our kind of like listenership. So I don't know who would be interested, but I really enjoy um, this pod, this comedy podcast called This Is Important. Um, Tina, I was talking to you a little bit about it. It's created by the um, four guys who did Workaholics. So Blake Anderson, Adam Devine, um, and Kyle Newichek, and... Anders and Anders Holm Um, and it's literally those four guys just like shooting the shit Um, they did improv comedy like with um, very esteemed improv groups for a long time and they've been working together and just like being friends forever so it's just like a really funny wholesome podcast where dudes just like kind of like joke on each other and um, just like has it has me like laughing so hard I'm crying and it comes out every single Tuesday um, and they put one out every week for free on Spotify. So um, I highly recommend if you are all at all a fan of workaholics or if you're like, I'm not really into that type of humor, you might be surprised. Maybe give it a try. Yeah, give it a try. Puff energy. <laughs> Mots, what about you? Do you want people to connect with you on the Internet? I mean, sure. Uh, yeah, uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at uh, m.fur. That's M-D-O-T-F-U-R. <laughs> and yeah. Hell yeah. It- I, lo- I do love it. That's how you, that's how you sign your emails, too. <laughs> and what's something that you would like to recommend to our listeners? Wow. I've not really been watching anything recently other than, like, that's Puffs okay. and Hamilton. Yeah. But You can do an old favorite, too. 
Sure, yeah, I'm gonna plug Hamilton. Uh, yeah. yeah! It is wonderful. Yeah, I watched it this morning for the uh, 34th time. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm impressed that you're still keeping track at this point. <laughs> yeah, wow. I think, uh, yeah, I think yesterday was my 10th time watching Puffs. Uh, oh my god. So, yeah, I'm getting pretty uh, pretty high up in terms of numbers for, <laughs> for that one as well. Uh, I need to catch up. <laughs> I feel like everyone at this point knows about Hamilton, and there's not really a whole lot to uh, to say about it. It's a phenomenal musical uh, written and uh, starring um, Lin-Manuel Miranda, uh, who wrote the music for, uh, for example, Moana, uh, which is yeah. one of my absolute favorite movies. Probably my favorite Disney movie. Uh, me, I, me too. I it's think so, so good. We were fighting about this in the Discord recently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I love Frozen, I love Tangled, but pff, Moana. That's the trifecta. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to be part of our Discord conversations, you can join the Restricted Section Patreon for as little as a dollar a month. You can hang out with the gang. We're really nice and fun. Yeah. Puffs. Puffs. <laughs> puffs. <laughs> puffs, puffs, puffs. <laughs> Yeah, I fully second the Hamilton plug, uh, for sure. It's so good. The last time I watched it was with you, Leela, and we were just, like, weeping <laughs> and looking at Grace to make sure she was enjoying it as much as we wanted her to. <laughs> she was. <laughs> yeah, update she was. Update she was. So I've been your host, Christina. You can follow me on Instagram at ChristinaTheCon. You can follow me on Twitter at ChristinaCon. You can follow me on TikTok at Sprouts Private Stash. And this week, I would like to recommend... Uh, because you just mentioned Lin-Manuel Miranda, I'm going to recommend uh, the His Dark Materials uh, series, which I think is an Amazon Prime original. Um, and Lin-Manuel Miranda is in it. He plays a te- the, he plays a character that's called the Texan, um, which I find to be very endearing. So he's a little bit of like a he's a gunslinging aeronaut with a basically like a pet rabbit it's like very endearing (laughs) just him in a hot air balloon with his bunny being like what the heck is going on (laughs) um the whole plot of his dark materials is much more complex than that it involves the space-time continuum and the meaning of death so um it's pretty heavy-handed um the book series is great too i recommend that Leela Mott, thank you guys so much for coming and puffing it up with me. Thank you so Anytime. much for having me. Yeah. yeah. Mott, I could not have dreamed of doing this without you. So thank <laughs> you for being our guide to the world of puffs because I think that me and Leela are both feeling really seen right now. <laughs> we are. And not only that, I i mean, I don't know about you, but Tina, but I had never even heard about this before. And I had no idea that there was a platform where it was recorded, where we could just watch it. So yeah, thank you so much, Mutz. Yeah, I guess I should have said at the top of the episode. I'll say it now in case anyone made it this fucking far and still is like, maybe I should go watch it. It's available. Um, I think it was available through Amazon to rent for like three dollars or whatever. Um, it's worth it. It's also it's on Broadway it. HD if you have a uh, if you have an account there. Uh, if not, it's also like fairly cheap and also. 100% worth it. And if yeah. and if you only want to see Puffs, they have like a free trial period that you can just like start it yeah. and just watch Puffs yeah. and stop. But you shouldn't because yeah. Broadway's awesome. Yeah, yeah, true. 
true. Um, yeah, I'm just so glad that we got to go on this journey together. I feel stronger because we're together, and I'm Aww. just happy to be here with you. <laughs> Love you guys. Love Bye. You too. Bye. 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 Puffs. 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 We are not a threat. <laughs> Please be our friend. <laughs> The Restricted Section is thrilled to be a member of the Movie Night Crew Podcast Network, which features amazing other podcasts such as My Cabbages, an Avatar podcast. My Cabbages is an Avatar The Last Airbender podcast that was started by two lovable nerds during a global pandemic to stave off their inevitable existential crisis. Coffee. Tea. Honor. Cabbage. Long ago. The four elements lived in harmony. Then, shit went totally cray when the Avatar attacked. Only the Cabbage Man, merchant of fine cruciferous vegetables, could stand against his trolling. But when the world needed some dank veg, he vanished. Ten years have passed, and my partner and I have started a new podcast. My Cabbages! An Avatar podcast. A weekly show about Avatar The Last Airbender. Whether it's Sokka's new line of cologne. Hey, look at you. Sitting there on a seal. Well, now look at back at me. I'm on a on an even bigger seal. Now look away. D and D related antics. You have to make an acrobatics check for that. And Ang just like unzips his pants and whips out his d twenties. He's just like, I got this. Or randomly breaking into song. <laughs> we'll stumble our way through the greatest show ever made, one episode at a time. You can reach us at CabbageCast, which is our Twitter, or subscribe wherever you catch pod. Rotten cabbages? What kind of slum do you think this is? The Restricted section was created by me, Christina Kahn, based on the book series by J.K. Rowling. All music by Ryan Kahn. Logo by Michael Hardison. Support us on patreon.com slash restricted section. For as little as a dollar a month, you can gain access to our Discord community server, which is a really happy place to be. And there are other rewards as well, such as bonus episodes and Zoom happy hour hangouts. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at RestrictedSectionPod, on Twitter at RestrictedPod, and on Facebook at RestrictedSectionPod. Also, feel free to shoot us an email at RestrictedSectionPod at gmail.com to share your thoughts, feelings, complaints, conspiracy theories, or even lavish praise. Third place, third place, third place. Woo! That movie sucked. I kind of liked it. Movie Night Crew Network.